Hey, Alex, a lawyer and a financial advisor walk into a bar. Oh, then what happens, Dave? Well, especially the lawyer is complaining about increased costs in his business. <laughs> the lawyer wouldn't complain. The lawyer would just charge it onto his client. <laughs> that'd be no problem at all. No, that'd be right. Yeah, just push it on and just never worry about it. The higher it is, the better yeah. Increased costs, that's a great topic. Um, I've certainly, from my clients, you know, I hear about increased costs of steel, increased costs of timber, increased labour costs. Labour costs are sort of affecting everyone. Um, uh, increased in fuel, increased in energy. They're all um, costs that affect businesses, um, some more than others. I think particularly in construction and manufacturing and transport are all really struggling with well, Especially the costs. big fuel. What? Yeah, if you're using, you know, diesel or, or, or gas or electricity, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, yeah, and you add some, you know, some labour shortages, having trouble finding yeah. drivers or finding, you know, labour of all sorts. Um, and I think then some of my clients I know who are regional are really struggling because they're trying to find labour in their area, which yep. is even more difficult. Yep. And it all compounds to the. I mean, some clients are saying, well, they're getting orders in that they're not going to be able to fulfil for three months, or you know, or, or they're just not allowed are able to take on jobs anymore because they they don't have the labour or, or the the jobs just not economic for them to do at all. You know. Yep, and I do think, and I think one of the real dilemmas that I'm hearing from a lot of people is, you know, what do we do? At what point do we pass that on? Yeah, like we know, you know, this is because we're in June of, of 2022. You know, there's been that the, the announcement regarding you know wage increases. Yeah. So, so are you and anecdotal evidence that I'm hearing from a lot of people is that sure that you know people are saying inflation is sitting at five point two percent and that's the minimum wage that would would you know be passed through to, to minimum wage earners. Sure. But yeah. I'm hearing most of them are going. I don't understand what the issue is. I'm already passing on ten or fifteen percent wage yeah. increases to my team to hang on to them. Because that's a yep. challenge yep. that they've got. And so they're like, yep. I've got to pick up that additional, plus we're now picking up from 1 July a half a percent in the increase in the superannuation guarantee from 10% to 10.5%. Yep. So it's it's a salary increase into the new financial year plus a super increase. So I do, yep. I think it's a really, I think that labour component, I don't know whether it comes to a point where there's a real threshold where people go, you know what, I, I just can't keep paying that sort of wage. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think the simple answer to all of that is you increase your own prices, right, which is what everyone's doing, which is I think why the economy is struggling with inflation because people are prices are rising and then people are rising, uh, the rising costs and then that, that's leading to re- increasing prices to deal with it and so on and, and, and that inflationary pressure just kind of becomes kind of fixed in the economy. Yep. But I think for, for any particular um, business owner, the, 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 the simple answer is raise your own prices and I think if you can do that, and, and it's appropriate. You should, and I think a lot of certainly a lot of my clients are reluctant to do that, and I think sometimes un, unnecessarily reluctant. I think sometimes actually there's not as much resistance from their own clients or customers as they think there will be. They're just they're you know reluctant. There's a yeah. lack of confidence about raising prices. I think people actually you know if you need to if you if your costs are up by twenty percent, then perhaps raising prices by twenty percent is appropriate or by some percentage. Yep. Um, uh, that's kind of obvious, but there's more. Uh, specifically, you can look at you know maybe only working in the more profitable areas of your business or focusing on those areas and and maybe jettisoning some of the areas that are where the price increases are going to really get you. But see, I reckon that that also can be a real challenge for some businesses because they've been servicing yeah. a particular you know breadth of the market. So, for instance, yeah, and all of a sudden they're saying, well, I'm not going to to, to service you know the lower end. 
but some yeah. of their existing customers may have a bit of the premium or higher end yeah. work and also then they're like, well, I've got to kind of do this. And But then the real challenge is that you can't always then just say, well, my, you know, higher price customers have to carry the burden for our my yeah. not as profitable customers. But it's like, so this is where this real dilemma I agree with you when people say, oh, but my customers won't accept a price increase. Well, yeah. this is, this is, I think, part of that challenge if you've got to kind of pass through those cost increases because there's no point in being a position that you're in business and going broke. Right, yeah, or just spinning your wheels. I mean, some of my clients are doing things that doing projects just to get them done and making virtually no margin on them. And so, yeah. you know, they're, I mean, they're, they're just stressing themselves out for no return. Correct. I and mean, that's not, that's, that's no way, that's no sustainable way to the future. Now, maybe if you want to keep a few customers happy in order to get a better job or whatever, there's a long-term plan. But sometimes I think you just do it because you're used to doing it and you don't want to go out of business. And, you know, frankly, if, you, if you're not making any profit at all, then why are you in business? I, I agree. Like, and this is where it comes back to because, you know, you're in business to make a profit to be able to do the lifestyle issues that you want to kind of deal with. So, I mean, you kind of feel, I do think for some people, they feel as though they're, um, you know, spinning the wheels. Like it was really interesting. I mean, there's always this issue around, you know, understanding what your cost base is within your own business and working it through. And so for a lot of people it is, it's a finger in the sky and, oh, look, that sounds about right. But when you actually ask them to work their way through, okay, you've got to add in this and, you know, there's labour and there's yeah. gas and there's, you know, uh, diesel and there's all these other elements and tenancy costs and insurance. You know, you add it all together and you look at your per, per unit cost, whatever that be, for services or, or, or product, to then yeah. look and go, wow, okay, when I look at it, I'm actually making a 5% margin. I thought I was making, you know, a 30% margin on my... right. So therefore, when you start and you go, well, you, there are certain products you might be making a better margin on, others you won't. So that's where we get a lot of people looking and go, work through what your pricing is and assess it. And then you can, it doesn't have to be down to the one, you know, the cent, but it's been pretty close to know where you're sitting that says, no, I'm actually pretty confident about going to the market with a price increase. Now, if you then lose some customers through that process, well, it's either going to be the unprofitable customer or... If someone leaves, it actually may give you a bit more capacity to deal with the clients that you already have that are happy to pay the higher price point. Yeah, maybe. And where are they all going? I mean, if the customers go, they go to a competitor. Are those competitors doing, are they more efficient than you? Maybe they are. Maybe they are. In which case, how do you get more efficient? Correct. Or or are they they just making a loss on that or or, or spinning their wheels? You know, and is that... Is that where you want to, you know, is that the market you want to be in? You know, so if you're losing those customers, that might be all right. Um, I know we've seen quite a few who've raised their prices and not encountered as much resistance as they thought because the competitors, their competitors are raising their prices as well or right. charging similar or offering lower quality or whatever it is. Um, there is often a, 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 you know, a, a way through it. But that's our dilemma, isn't it? So yeah. I can give you the lower price. Yeah. But you have to accept that there's a lower quality of the product that I'm going to deliver you because I yeah. cannot put the premium components into that finished product or, or yeah. you know, the service that's being offered. I can't have my best person on it. Yeah. I've got to have someone else on it. But there's got to be yeah. a minimum price that goes through because in the end, yeah. if I don't make money as a business or any business, then there's no one to service that customer. Yeah, yeah. You can have that product, but you're going to have to pick it up. I won't deliver it to you because fuel costs are getting me. Correct. You know? Whatever it is, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, think it's a real yeah. dilemma, but it, you know, I, I don't know what the. I mean, I know we're going to see price increases or um, interest rates go up, 
But as someone yeah. we were talking about it this morning kind of made the point that really, even at, at 6%, the cost of funds is still pretty cheap. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, but then, but, oh, my God, it's going up. It's, you know, the interest rates like, yeah, I know, mm. but it was always going to have to go up. Mm. And if you're not adjusting the cost of your funding through that process, then, you know, again, this is mm. where you come back into understanding the cost of your business. And in mm. the end, do you narrow your market to mm. make that? And therefore, you don't have to be pulling your hair out the whole time because you can't get enough people. But if you're getting the premium end, but I do think yeah. it's a dilemma when you've got the spread of customers and, and you want a kind of service. Yeah, that is that is true. But you've got to really be commercial about how you do that process because we've had a few customers or clients who've, who've done that and they've said, oh, you know, I can charge X amount of, say, uh, we had an engineering client who, who charges per hour yep. and said, I'll charge this per hour. And I said, well, hang, hang on, that's that's fine for you, except that you're also using your own equipment, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I own my own, you know, factory and testing facility and all that. And you're like, yeah, yeah, but sure you own them, but they're not free. Yeah, right? correct. And then you're using all your own equipment. Once you factor in a cost for that, and you know, then you're actually you're charging per hour much, much less than you should be, correct. much less. And uh, and you know and then often that they were doing very high end engineering stuff, designing machines, if you like, which were unique, which were then you know the, being used by the uh, the end user. They were being then licensed out, and the end user was making a lot of good money from it. And so you think, well, hang on, you're producing a lot, a lot of yeah. You should maybe you take a license fee or something. You know, maybe you change your, your price, maybe a per hour rate, but also also a license fee, or maybe you increase your per hour, or you charge for the you know the end product. You know, there's a different way of charging that might make still make sense. Um, and I think they were kind of, in a way, it came back to a lack of confidence for them and their own skills, you know, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. an older fella who'd been doing it for a million years and really thought that charging more than, you know, one or $200 an hour was was ripping people off. And you go, well, yeah, okay, but if, if you once you do all the calculations, you, you're only ripping yourself off and your own family off, you know what I mean? Now you're not spending time with your wife because you're working more hours than you have to. Yeah, because you're not getting enough margin in to get you some extra yeah. stuff. Look, I do think that that labour cost is going to be the biggest. I mean, I know I think from a supply chain point of view, certain things will, will um, you know, probably settle down once things open up a little yeah. bit. But at the same time, you know, you get one of these price increases so you don't really see it coming down too often. And this is a dilemma a lot of people are saying to hang on to staff. I'll, yeah. I'll pay to a point because yeah. it's not going to come down. But... There's a point where I go, you know what? If you reckon you can get more elsewhere, great. That that's yeah. fine. But then you do find some of those people will leave to chase the next dollar. Yeah. But then they may may either come back because they realise that the culture that you have inside your business, yeah, is better than where they're going to. But also because they're the highest priced commodity inside the new business, they potentially yeah. can also be the first one to be cut. First one to be cut. Yeah. Well, we've seen a bit of that. We've had people on quite. What I might call a bloated salary, you know, that, that's gone up and it'll go up through this period. And then, and I've seen this before when, when salaries sort of really went up strongly. Yep. And then, then a couple of years later, they all get the chop because they just can't justify those salaries anymore because they're not generating that value to the correct, business. Correct. They might have given them a big pay rise to keep them at the time they were sort of desperate. And then they sort of actually, I know it happens sometimes in legal, people get promoted as, as lawyers because they're very technically capable and then they get on quite high salaries. I'm sure it happens in lots of areas where you're yep. technically capable, but maybe people management and, and maybe getting your own client base or customer base is not your thing or you're not very good at it. And you end up on this salary that really can't be justified by your, your commercial return. And they're better off hiring someone who's less experienced to do the work that 
you're already doing, you know what I mean, and, and, and pay them half as much. And they do do that. In law firms, people get become sort of special counsel, very senior, and then they then, and they might be on, you know, 200 grand and then they get the chop and they hire someone on 100 grand to replace them. Yeah, yeah, and allow them to grow. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's more to there's more to a happy um, uh, employment position than than money. You know what I mean? There's a lot, a lot of and people. I thought people out of COVID would be recognising that um, more than ever, but it seems like people are certainly chasing the big bucks. Well, it's interesting though because I've had a couple of discussions with a few people that are now starting to look at a nine day fortnight. Oh yeah, and, and they're in they're in professional services. Yeah, yeah, right. With the same pay. Same pay, so 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 oh, yeah. you know, five days a Don't week. Don't say that. My team will listen to this, and they will be <laughs> at me for. <laughs> can I have a day off and nothing? But no. it's interesting. No, you cannot. But some of them have said, "No, it's it's worked quite yeah. well." I mean, they've got to mix the day, yeah. so there's always coverage inside the business. Yeah. But they said that it's a real mindset for a lot of people. So yes, there is a cost yeah. involved, but there's also yeah. the other side of it is that the, the the team, you know, they get that extra. Are you going to tell me they're all fresher? They're all feeling better? Well, not so much fresher, but they do. They they utilize that one day to either follow up on their own, you know, personal passion, or it might be they just bulk up all of their private appointments on on a on a one day of the week, you know, medical or personal stuff, and and it just means that that when they're um, you know, present in the office or working from home, but still working. Yeah, they know they, they've still got to hit their targets and they've still got to hit all this other stuff. But if they can yeah. get it done in a nine-day fortnight, they're like, "How good's this? I still now get an extra." You now, few of them have said yeah. some of them will keep their phones on because it depends on what they're doing. But they might yeah. take it might be a Friday. They might take two yeah. phone calls for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, no big deal. I'm cynical about that. <laughs> like I, I understand the logic, but I kind of going on. Well, what's going to happen is you just work one less day every fortnight, and then you still do whatever you know. You still do your doctor's appointments whenever you got to do them, and take time. Like it just becomes part of your life. But I'm not sure that that would be the special. You know what I mean? Maybe for the first six months or something. Maybe I'm old fashioned about that, but I kind of think you just it'd just end up becoming you'd take that day for granted. You know what I mean? Well, I think part of that then comes back into, like any of your other costs inside your business, yeah. so, you know, as we're talking about today, you know, increased costs within business, how can you yeah. slice and dice the apple a little bit differently? And is, yeah. is, is the, do you, do you take into account the cost of replacing someone? Oh, yeah, yeah, well, that's true. You know what, so, so it's a really, I, I just think that um, shuffling of the deck is really yeah. quite interesting about yeah. h- how do you do that? And I think there are a lot of people that are happy to work yeah. four days a week. Yeah. They, they don't want to work five days. And I think that's also yeah. adding to the dilemmas of not being able to find people. Some people said, you know what, I, I, I've drawn myself to a point, I've got enough money, I, I don't I don't want to work five days. I'm quite happy working for yeah, yeah, we're definitely seeing a lot of that. People want to work casually, or they want to yeah. work, you know, the school hours, or they want to whatever it is. And, and and you know, maybe COVID's really brought some of that that sentiment more to the fore. That people are saying, well, I've got other things in my life that are important to me that I want to, you know, I want to spend time with my family, I want to spend yeah. time with my young kids, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they're they're recognizing that. That is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, so something I want to say about you know talking about um, uh, increased cost in businesses is. Um, 
I think you can. There's there's an upside to all of this. That if, if there's increased costs in businesses and businesses are struggling as a result of it, then maybe that's an opportunity to take over your competitor. Maybe that's yeah. an opportunity to merge. Yeah. Maybe it's an opportunity to you know to buy another business and tack it on. Like if everyone's feeling similar, I don't think it's it's not a particular industry thing. Although no. maybe some industries are worse than others, but generally it's it's you know that we're all feeling it. That, you know whether you're in you know legal, you're in finance, you're in manufacturing, you're in construction, you're in retail, whatever. They're all feeling it, and um, and it might be a chance for you to expand you know if you if you can see the opportunity the crisisunity you know yeah. <laughs> you can uh, see the crisis and make make something of it there's and i've certainly seen some some of our clients have then been quite aggressive and to, to merge or to to purchase their competitor to expand and maybe that the two businesses now are still struggling a little bit but they, it's a good time to take over while that business is struggling and things yeah. will recover you'll get you know it'll it'll improve as long as you've got a bit of cash behind you to do that yeah. um yeah. then you can you can take over some of your competitors have a bigger market share at the end of all of this, yeah, well, that's right. I mean, if you're going to don't let a, don't let a good crisis get in the way of you know growing. There's opportunities yeah. everywhere, and this is where I do think some of it becomes back to the mindset in a lot of yeah. areas around. Am I yeah. looking at, at this as a glass half empty or half full? Yeah, and, and so yes, costs are increasing. There's no there's no doubt about it, and that's across the board for for, for everyone. But how is that then allowing you to reassess your business and where you could? You, you know, expand the focus, as you said, through an acquisition or a merger, or it gives you an opportunity to narrow your focus even further yeah. to, to, to reduce the scope that you may deliver, but you're, yeah. you're bringing it into a tighter scope. So therefore, you, you don't need as many people or, or the work that you do can be higher priced for the yeah. time that you put in there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think, I mean, some of our clients, I'm saying to them, you know, you got to be a bit ruthless about this. Yep. You know, there's some who are saying, oh, I've got to increase my prices by 3%, but my customers won't stand for it. And I say, well, you know, maybe they aren't the customers for you. 3%, you know what I mean? And, and the rea- this is like I'm thinking of a logistics company, right? So there's plenty of fuel, plenty of fuel cost, and there's um, they're having trouble getting enough drivers. I mean, they just cannot find the drivers yep. to drive the big trucks. And so in that context, a 3% price rise is sound, you know, if I was uh, trying to get my packages delivered and I had to pay 3% more, I'd be pretty happy. Yep. But it's a sort of almost a cultural thing. Yep. And I think it's a, it's an opportunity for, dare I say it, a bit of ruthlessness to say, well, no, we've got to increase our prices or, or it's, we're just not going to be competitive. And if you go to a, another trucking company, you're going to have the same problem. So, you know, we've got, to, we've got to get out there and do it, you know, either broaden your focus, narrow your focus, increase your prices, do what you've got to do to make ends meet as a small business person when you've got increased prices that you need to deal with. But this is also where it comes back to your starting point. What are my costs? Yeah, yeah, I've got to understand what they really are. Yeah, be really clear around what your costs are and what they may have been from 12 months ago and how much yeah. they've increased. Now, I would say most people are across their costs, again, yeah. generalisation, but sometimes yeah. when it's been a while since you've kind of really broken it down, you do, you yeah. kind of step back and go, all right. It's a bit like when, you, yeah. when you're doing a budget, you know, for your spending. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of them. You turn around and you yeah. just go, you know, where's the money going? And you monitor that for three months and you go, wow, we're spending a lot more in one area than I thought we were. Oh, yeah. And that to yeah, me is yeah. the same as your cost. You don't sometimes realise how much your average cost of, of fuel has increased or, yeah. or your gas supply or, you know, yeah. if you've got people out in cars and on the road and things like that, motor vehicles and all of those things, how does yeah, all that yeah. tie together? So it's a, yeah. There's always, I know when, when I do my own budget for, for work for, for Taurus, my law firm, 
you know, there's always unusual costs. Every month there seems to be some sort of unusual cost that you haven't budgeted for. You know what I mean? That's like, sponsorship, so you, Yeah, whatever it is that month that you go, oh, that doesn't count, that's unusual. Oh, there's another one, doesn't count, unusual. You know what I mean? We don't normally do the work retreat or we don't normally do, you know, use Ubers like that or we don't normally, whatever it is. Um, uh, you don't, we've got to renew some software subscription. There's always costs. I'm with you. I think budgeting's, you know, fairly useless. What you want to do is actually look at where your money's actually going, going and make some, yeah, and, and then do something about it if, if there's something to be done. Yeah. And, and I know in, in my area, and I think in a lot of, a lot of small businesses, it's actually cutting costs is not the main challenge. Often they need to invest more in costs. Yes, they actually yes. need to spend more. Yes. Not, not cut more costs. They need to spend more so they can expand and be more profitable. And they need to be sometimes generous with their spending to, to get the, you know, to get to get the best clients or customers yep. or to, to have the best quality goods or whatever it is. Um, that cutting cost is a, is is not a long term solution for for being a profitable business. I mean there's obviously there's You've got to keep your costs under control, no question. But sometimes, I think, yeah. So it's a reallocation of resources that are available. Yeah, I look at the. I mean, it's it's not my area, but you know, when I'm look dealing with the financials of, of small businesses, sometimes I'm thinking you're actually not spending enough. You need to hire some more people, not not cut some people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe those people will be expensive. But if if that's if you believe in what you're doing, then back it. You know, correct. And this is a balance. Do you get offload some people but bring in more? So so it, it, again, you know, it's that reassessment. Yeah, or, or outsource. Yeah, well, then, you a, know, look at these highlight. options. Yeah, correct. And that's yeah. been highlighted that, you know, from a remote perspective in the last two mm. years, you know, if you go right up through the Asian countries, up through that eastern yep. seaboard all the way up, yep. okay, the time zone can be one to two hours of either side of Melbourne's time zone. But someone can do a lot of, you know, administrative work at, at, you know, half the cost of what it is in having someone permanently here. So, again, yeah. it's looking at understanding your costs inside your business, even though yeah. they may be increasing, but do you redeploy the capital elsewhere to give you a better return on that investment? Yeah. So yeah. it's not yeah. always a bad side to, you know, with costs increasing, but you've got to yeah. pass part of that on or make sure that the service or, or product that you're delivering is being priced appropriately and charged at the appropriate price point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So is there anything else you wanted to add before we sort of wind up for today? Uh, no, I suppose I'd just say I feel your pain to all the business owners out there. I know we, we're feeling it. I think everyone's feeling it. It is frustrating and I don't yeah. think there's any easy answers for anyone. There's not, you know, you can't just sign this contract or do to make take this measure to fix this problem. I think it's a problem for everyone. Yeah. We're all feeling it. We're all in the same boat in that sense. Yeah. Um, I guess I'd say that just strong business management tools you know, strong businesses will survive this and weak businesses won't. Yep. And so, you know, being a strong business and taking the, you know, the, the steps you need to to manage your costs and to, to, to manage your pricing and to, you know, narrow or broaden your focus depending what what is going to work for you to make your business as strong as it can be. The same is true with COVID. COVID was a challenge that nobody ever expected, yep. that nobody planned for really, or maybe some people did, very few people planned for. And the strong businesses actually came out some of them even stronger, yep. and you know the weak businesses fell. So I think you just you got to do what you can to make your business as strong yep. as it possible. And awareness, awareness of where your costs are and where the money's going, is a big help. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, once again, Alex, always a pleasure. As we said right from the start, the lawyers are the, probably the worst about increasing and passing on their costs, but you know. <laughs> Edith parks it on, mate. If I park my car out the front of your office, I'll send you the bill. Thanks, Dave. It's always nice to be slagged off at the end of the podcast. <laughs> All right. Talk to you next time. See you, everyone. Talk to you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye.